This water news with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for water news with Steve Baker. Steve, we've been getting a lot of rain and snow um, in our region. I recall you mentioning California Department of Water Resources was concerned about the possibility of repeating a huge storm that happened in 1861 and 1862. And the last several weeks of storms telling us that the 1861 storm may happen, or is it already happening? That's a lot of questions, Steve. (laughs) You know, that storm that you're talking about was the largest recorded flood in the history of California. But not just California, but also Nevada and Oregon. It was a big, big deal. The storm dumped an equivalent to 10 feet of rain. Okay, can you imagine that? And all that came down within a 43-day period of time. So it it was hard and fast for over five weeks. And to make things worse, right after, uh, near the latter part of that period, uh, a warm, intense storm came through and it melted all the high, all that snow, that snowpack that they had at the higher elevations from, from 10 feet of water falling. And so the damages were f- crazy. Uh, they, back in those days, damages were approximately $100 million. So by today's figures, that would be over $3 billion. And unfortunately, 1% of the California population back in 1862 was actually killed in the floods. So there's a lot of bad stuff that happened. That's about 4,000 people. So in answer to your question, is it really happening again? Well, it's the opinion of a climate scientist. His name is Daniel Swain, and he says that that we need much more intense and longer duration storms than what we're seeing now. And uh, it's not really expected that that's going to happen. You know, that we're not seeing evidence of that happening now. But consider the series of storms that we're, we've been living with for the last month or so as, as a wake-up call. That's what he says. You know, I did a news story several years ago um, on the uh, the possibility of that type of storm happening again. And there were people from uh, the state of California was preparing for the possibility of it. Oh, yeah. And they came up here and they found places where where they could bring people up from the valley. And, they you know, they have a whole plan for it. But... Uh, what happened was, according to them, that the entire Sacramento Valley became a lake. That's right. That's when, right. And it took many months for that yeah, lake. It became to a drain. huge lake, and, and Sacramento itself was just left with a few little places that were up on a, up on hills. So it did happen. Well, Steve, uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, is the drought over? Uh, I mean, we are getting a lot of water. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, in Northern California right now, the snowpack's at 174 percent, and that was measured probably less than a week ago. That's great. Uh, it is January, however, so the next four to six months really will tell us how successful our snowpack is and how that relates to whether we're out of the drought or not. It's important to remind ourselves, though, that here in California, we're very unique as compared to the other lower 48 states. And what I'm talking about is we have the most variable rainfall going from one year to the next. Even within the same year, we can have super nasty downpours and then a severe water shortage all at the same time. This is California. 
So what we want to see will be additional storms uh, this February coming up in a March in order to, uh, you know, meet those annual precipitation averages. That's what we want to see. We don't want it to stop. Keep on coming. But as it comes on and falls down on our lands, uh, we, we hope that it will uh, uh, increase that snowpack, which is already great. Fill up our reservoirs, which are on their way, but they have a long ways to go. Fill up our groundwater aquifers. In some areas, it's desperately needed. And even the moisture content that we find in our forests, uh, in our soils, we want all that to go to average and above average. So basically, we're talking about let's rehydrate the environment. Okay, that's what we're hoping for. As a hydrogeologist, um, I would want to see the water storage back up to normal. And then at the same time, I want water flowing within our terrestrial system at the rates that are considered average or more or better. That's what I would like to see. So what do um, me and um, our listeners need to consider in order to have a good handle on the health of our water supply? Well, keep watching uh, February and March rainfalls and pray that that rain event continues to deliver at a slow rate. That's what we want. That way, the percolation of the ground, as I said earlier, will uh, not only get into the ground, but also there'll be service runoff that will fill our reservoirs and also really build up our riparian environments. That would be wonderful. Secondly, take notice of the air temperatures that we'll be experiencing through the remainder of the winter and spring. Now, if we have above freezing temperatures where the snowpack is located, that's not good because it's going to melt that snowpack too early. We want that snow to remain stored up in the high country until, you know, late in June and July. And even, you know, in August, we sometimes, a lot of times we see our snowpack up there. Also, uh, higher spring, summer, uh, and even fall temperatures, they result in more evaporation. When you have more evaporation, then your whatever uses you have for your water, well, you figure it's not all getting there because some of it's getting evaporated. So we, that does actually have a very significant impact on our, our use of water. So hopefully we won't have these exceedingly hot summers. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. And then, of course, one of the outcomes, the negative outcomes is uh, uh, increases in wildfires. So if we can be hydrated with lower temperatures, again, monitor, monitor weather so you know what's going on. But uh, lower temperatures uh, and good amount of water in the system is really going to help us even on the wildfire end of things. Well, having this kind of rain, I'm sure, improves the health of the forests. Well, it does. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm noticing right now, you know, on my property that, that things really look up. The weak trees are falling because of the winds we've had most recently, but, uh, but there's a lot of strength in the forest as well. It's never an easy answer, is it, Steve? No, not. You know, it's multifaceted. Yeah. But, you know, remember uh, the big water year in 2017, just a few years back, was followed by an extensive dry spell. Like getting back to this unpredictability, right? But then wet seasons happen. Back in 2011, we had a, a huge wet season, which was probably a, a, a wet break within an extended drought. But you see how it's mixed up, and we, we need to change in how we manage our water so that we can use those, uh, you know, the, the, the behaviors of, of uh, water delivery into our area now in a way that will uh, allow us to handle the realities of the 21st century. We, we want to be able to change and update our laws, change our methodologies, change our strategies so that it'll work within this new environment. And I think uh, everyone is beginning, more than beginning, we're already on it and making those changes. 
Thank you, Steve. Oh, one quick thing. You're yeah. going to be out of the country for a while. Yeah, I, I will be. And I'm hoping to uh, have a chat with you uh, whenever we can connect from Scotland and Italy. And uh, maybe even we'll do a, a couple interviews with some of the local people over there on, guess what, water. <laughs> so let's see what happens. Yeah, we did this a few years ago. We did. That worked out rather we well. I was, I was on the... The city of Casamichula on Ischia off of Naples, and we had a couple sessions out there. Thank you, Steve. Safe journey. You bet. Thank you. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with our water guy, Steve Baker, on KVMR. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.